y'all remember back to early pandemic on the text thread, like predicting deaths and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, and how I remember being so freaked out at one of y'all said, you know, 250,000. I, I remember like, those. Oh no. I remember those Desmond McDonald had between 500 and a million. Yeah, I had numbers. I had five hundred and twenty six thousand five hundred. I think I said eight hundred is the I believe. And um, Toby and and Dan were very uncomfortable with giving numbers. I made them give numbers, and they got yeah. in the two fifty range together. Yeah. The two of them did. It was clearly making people uncomfortable, even in that setting. I thought I was like, man, Toby and Dan won't even produce a number, no matter how. I was like, wow, that's must be hard I thought, to do. I thought it was helping us contend with the possibility yeah. of 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 everything that was happening like if we just shot out numbers then we would not we would be less anxiety ridden about the potential yeah. of destruction but if somebody had said me. what the actual number it ended up being i think it you would yeah if you acted poorly yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are y'all like, talking about uh, covid what, death yeah are you toby you there you hear us and you are you recording yeah, the COVID deaths, that's why it makes me mad. People are here talking about Betty White and Bob Saget. No one understands how many people have died of COVID. <laughs> no one gives a shit about the COVID deaths. Uh, did you see Bob, the Bob Saget? Saget? Did you see the pedophile, that he's a pedophile and they're glad he's dead? Did you see that? What? No. Oh, it's going around. It's going I around. Figured. I don't know if you run in any circles from people from your high school that are in the, <laughs> that are whatever they call it. What is that thing called? You don't have a couple of people that are kind of right wingy from your high school that are into the QAnon and whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have a couple. I have two specifics that I just monitor because it's like, oh, that's what that it, like. You can feel what's going on from there, but they immediately were up with the Bob Saget was a pedophile because he made so many dirty jokes. Like they had him telling the aristocrats dr- joke and all that. It's like, see, he's a pedophile. He's raping kids all the time. He talked about it. <laughs> And we're glad he's dead, you know, because it, it helps the narrative and pictures with him and Tom Hanks. Oh, and just like every other thing they could do to say, well, he was a pedophile. We're glad he's dead. <laughs> oh, why do people go to the worst thing? Like, why is it always that? Like, it, you're certain that he's a pedophile, but you did nothing until he died. <laughs> and then you just talk about it. Like, like, I mean, no one could catch the evil genius Bob Saget right. from <laughs> just doing horrific things to children. Yeah. But now, now I mean, it's I, it's just a game that they play. It's a game, you know. It's a game. And it's like, oh, I can use this clip right. this way, and that is fun. Yeah. I mean, that's really they they are engaging it mostly as a game. Well, not really. I mean, I know they're not because they're just. I know they're serious, but well, they're somehow serious and also pl- understand they're playing a game somehow at the same time. I don't. I know think how. the the meta game or the macro game is that there's a lot of attention funneling one direction. And I can siphon off some of that attention to me if I, if I, if I have a hot take. Yeah. So right. it's like everyone's talking about Bob Saget. Well, I, I get to say Bob Saget was a pedophile and then I get some of that attention. Yeah. You know, by people defending him. Yeah. Right. But and it pushes the whole narrative that the, those people or Hollywood people are pedophile. Like just the more we can pile sure. on that, the better, like as far as they're concerned. It's always that too. I mean, you would think like obviously Hollywood is bad. Like there's some bad things that go on there. I, I, I there's no doubt about it. But I mean, there has to be a bunch of other stuff that you could probably get them on. Like if it, it seems like they're not doing good at stopping that. So you know how like you know how like the mob they'd get them on tax evasion or something. Yeah. Couldn't we? Let's uh 
uh, if we can't get them on uh, sex trafficking and all the stuff, let's get them on tax evasion or something. Why don't they just turn Chris Hansen loose on them? You know, like that they they get they sure there's a lot of people go down for child pornography and pedophilia. I think you know what I mean. So it seems like you should be able to set up the traps for them, or they bring condoms and pizza or whatever. If it was going to come out with Bob, it would have happened during Me Too. The Olsons had a wide open oh, lane no, oh, right yeah. there. And you know, a lot of people are waiting like, oh, here we go. Th- that's what's Olsen so sad. Is he, every single person, a famous person that ever met him says he's the nicest, sweetest guy. I mean, Candace Cameron Burr cannot stop posting pictures of her and him together and how much she misses him and all this stuff. I mean, she's like uber And Christian. she's super Christian. Yeah, my yeah. brother's Kirk Cameron. So. I don't know why they didn't get a to catch a predator, celebrity to catch a predator. That, you know, <laughs> just celebrity. Imagine it. Imagine if that's how they call a Jared from Subway. Yeah, it's like, I mean, he was like, "You're on Celebrity to Catch a Predator." I'm Chris Hansen. Was whatever. You know, they could have aired it right after Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah, just Jared celebrity from Subway rehab. walks in with Subway sandwiches. Dude. She goes, "Hold on, I'll be right back." Condoms and subs, but they, you know, they they do Celebrity uh, Rehab. The same True. thing. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's what do you think? Uh, you think Jizz uh, is her name? Jizzaline? Is that her name? Jizzaline? I think I it's lame. technically Galen. It's Galen. Galen. Yeah. Really? I thought Galen. Galen. Jizzaline. Probably have to pronounce it in some way. Galen. 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 Or Galen. She's going to live. Doesn't she know as much as that? Like, don't you think she has to know? I mean, Epstein definitely was murdered by some people that could get to him right i mean that well that he could have killed the, himself is is quite reasonable as well right I mean, you know i don't it, i don't think it's it, as reasonable not that <laughs> different in i don't, my book. I don't think mean, he really i mean have you seen the hashtag he he didn't kill himself is yeah, the reasonable take yeah, well i mean either one either way it, it means the same thing whether he was killed or killed himself therefore the, the, the murder of that person was caused by the the same reasons whichever whoever did the yeah, yeah. The, right. he, he might the have killed himself for, for whatever, you know. But For the I same mean, reasons that he would have been killed, he might have killed himself. I mean, just whatever. But he is. didn't have kids he, himself or anything, right? Like, what? I, 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 he seems like a person that would leave nothing up to chance as far as, yeah. like, the, the have, like, he had stuff over, over on other people. But yeah, He had yeah, kids, yeah. but not in the way you have kids. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had them in a way different way. A way different, worse a horrific, way. <laughs> a horrific way. But she has to know... <laughs> A ton, yeah. Two. So, do you think she's going to accidentally kill herself? <laughs> I don't like, so. I mean, what? I mean, I mean, if so, that would just be too. Like, it can't. Surely not. I don't know. In this and day so, and age, you will not be. If she's no, dead tomorrow, you wouldn't be surprised at all. And what you wouldn't they, be surprised. Nothing will happen. Her dying or aliens? Something about aliens. Which is more likely? Either one's totally believable. I read something about narcissistic personality disorder that, like, when they're truly backed into a corner and they can't get out, like, death is the only escape or option. It's still for better them. for them to die than, like, then to face the, mu- yeah, then to face face the music. music. Yeah. Right. Right. Because, right. like, they, they have to still defend their view of the world that they're, like, number one. And if they're, if they're, put down a peg or two that they'd rather just die than face that the part of them has already crossed the threshold where it's like death trying to survive i mean it's not about that at some point they've crossed the threshold they're like if this all crashes down i'm i'm done anyway so i'm going to keep on going way farther down this path knowing that there's not like they know that there's no path of redemption way a long time ago 
yeah. if it goes wrong, yeah. they already know. I don't care if I live, you know, they had to have that built in. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like a, yeah. I was thinking about, we were talking about Bob Saget dying and then, uh, Sidney Poitier died too. And, and Betty White, yeah. obviously. But I was trying to remember, and I was going to see if y'all could remember, or how many you can, people you can name that died in 2021, like have uh, ha, had some fame. Not, Norm not, McDonald. Yeah, Norm McDonald definitely died, which is probably the biggest hit to me. Yeah. Uh, Hank Aaron died. No, Who? Bourdain was. Bourdain's been years. Hank Aaron died. Hank Last Aaron died. Year, in, yeah. Not my uh, son, the, re- the baseball player. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Bismarcky, the rapper. Yep. Uh, uh, Robert Downey Sr. died. Hmm. Did y'all know that one? No, I'm not. It's hard to remember. I mean, you're pointing out the point that that it's going to be fast now, and it's going to be hard to even keep up. Like you know that thing is like, is that person dead or alive? Right. Surely they're but dead. This nope, is the, alive. especially because some of these are big, like DMX. DMX. Oh yeah. Is oh, yeah. How about Dustin Diamond? Yep. And how about Rush Limbaugh? Whoa. Whoa! I mean, you just forgot about that one. Dude. I mean, that's. I mean, isn't that crazy? What about we got to do this every year in January? I, I mean, yeah. this is good. Keep going, Michael. I, uh, this, I Michael. forgot to recalibrate. Larry to, King. To <laughs> I wow. mean, that was Larry going. King. That was this last year. I mean, it's crazy. Phil Spector died. <laughs> crazy Aaron Phil. He was. He was another one. Yeah, Hank Aaron died. Uh, I'm trying. It's probably gonna start getting lit. Col- What's the guy? Colin Omar Powell died. Wire. What's his name? His name is Michael I something. I didn't know Michael, some uh, Michael something. I don't know. Colin Powell died? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. I think it was from complications <laughs> from COVID. He had some other stuff. Was, he uh, he had cancer, right. but then he got COVID. Yeah. I think that's most of he, them that are that you would did he have, know. Uh, did, he have, did he have colon cancer? Come no. on. No. That would be just. Is that irony? <laughs> is that like what irony would be? Yeah. Yeah. Because the same is spelled Colin, but they called him Colin. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah Never understood I mean, that. That's just crazy. I, I, I mean, two very famous rappers, Bismarcky and DMX, both gone in the same year. And both Bismarcky was 57 and DMX was 50. He was only yeah. 50 wow. years old. Yeah, we're going to be in the celebrity death explosion because of the age. Like it used to be Marlon Brando or or somebody really old died, yeah. you know. But because because back then there wasn't that many famous people. Like in the fifties, yeah. there was only thirty movie stars or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. But now there's yeah. a billion people that are famous. So like one seventh of people are famous now. So they're going to like that in the eighties. There's explosion of a lot of more famous people and pop culture in the nineties a ton. And a lot of those people now are at death age. Right. So yeah. it's going to feel like m- way more than ever before of how rapidly famous people drop dead. Plus we have, you wouldn't have heard before Twitter and the social media world that we're in. You you don't catch it as fast. But now, no matter who dies, everybody puts up their picture and podcast of them within 19 seconds. So they're like, have preloaded. <laughs> yeah. So you know these people with these podcasts and these other things that like to put up the photos of them. Oh, my like, God. How fast oh, can you get with that crap? Like, how fast like, can you get it? You already yeah. have the episode description written for who you think's going to kick the bucket this year. I know. To me, to me, it's trying to siphon some of that yeah, it's energy, that yeah. attention that's that's directed towards the lost person. Yep. It's like, well, here's me with them. Give me some of that. Yeah, I don't understand yeah. that. Like, I would, And then that- there's – and then there's the weird post. Like, listen, if, if whoever's listening to this does this, I'm not judging you. Yes, he is. But I kind of am. There are people on the internet that that address their their captions and their posts to the dead person as 
I will miss you forever. You were this way to me, like talking to them. And like, I just can't help, but like you, they can't read it. (laughs) Why are you addressing them? That that's a certain maturity level, I think. And that's like when the first person, you know, dies in high school in a car accident, you write, that's basically that your first experience with death that you can, I can expect, I can understand why you might write that in a yearbook or whatever. It's the same thing for, for with uh, like when parents they, like their kid turns three and they address the post to you, like as if the kids on Instagram <laughs> reading their, <laughs> their mother's thoughts about yeah. them on their birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That just bugs me a little bit. And I, I get it's, it's, it's performative. Even. Basically yeah. you find it. It's not really. Yeah. Th- yeah. Yeah. I, I saw friends that post about Tim Jordan. I'm like, come on, let's move on. Still. What? Oh, yeah, they still but just like memory though, just like trying to like oh it. these big, on his birthday, kind of, uh, like birthday or the anniversary mm-hmm. of the death, and I'm just like like a big post, you know, about how much he changed their life or something. Yeah. He was such a, a light to this world. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think they're just trying to keep the memory alive, and I get it. But yeah, I mean, some of us, uh, I don't know. It's just so hard with social media because everybody's in this attention economy and they're trying to grab something for themselves. So it's hard to know their motives. But to me, I just instantly think they're trying to get something. They're trying to get interactions and comments and likes for themselves off of this tragedy. It just, it feels that way to me. And that's like a cynic's point of view, but like, I can't see it on any other way. I just don't participate in that way, I guess, because of that. But I don't, I'm not, I'm not, you can't say that they're all like, trying to do that it just seems that way to me yeah. do you think if you were dead and maintained an awareness of this reality which is possible right first of all yeah it's possible that they are looking down or whatever sure in that case and they, would you they be can glad, see instagram yeah and they can see instagram yes okay yeah then would <laughs> you would they still be glad that you put if like, i go to heaven and i have to still... look still look at instagram <laughs> That can't be hell. That's got to be hell, right? That's hell like, for sure. Like, if you're in heaven and have to look down, to, like, if that warms your heart from heaven, it'd be like, shit, yeah. like, it must be shitty up there then. Yes. You know I mean? If I have to scroll. Yeah, if that was, if in heaven, the thing to do is to, look at Instagram. That does even if you waited till you were tagged, I mean, be like, I mean, the year goes by, the, the, you know, the anniversary of your death, and you don't get tagged once. Oh, I mean. yeah, that'd be real bad. Uh, hell Instagram is a bunch of hot chicks shaking their asses for Toby. Heaven Instagram would be just food porn. The, yeah. the whole thing's just looking at barbecue and spaghetti. Like, oh, this is pretty good. It made, with Bob Saget, it did make me think, who, if I died right now, uh, with my little, you know, just millimeter of fame that I have, I have a little bit of something. Would, would, would fans show up? Would any fans show up to my funeral or any of uh, any of y'all's funeral? You know what I mean? Like, would we show up? Classic crime definitely has a lot of fans that live in Seattle. I mean, all over the world. But I'm saying in Seattle. And if they were like, "Man, that was my gosh!" I love. Yeah, they would. Do you think they would care if we win? I kind of want to go. You know, I think I think so. I think there would be somebody that would probably go right. I mean, maybe people would respect it and go. I don't want to interfere with the funeral or something like that. You know, but I mean, I, I mean. I'm sure if, it was an open open invite. If you Emory know, fans are going to be at your funeral, I want to know because I don't want to get punished. I'll stay <laughs> home. I'll stay home. <laughs> you got to have Jessica let all I'll your see. band friends know, hey, sorry. Stream it, it live. It became a meet and greet. 
Jess yeah, probably just like, angry. Yeah. just incinerate me and it'd be over. Like nobody shows up. She she's kind of introverted. She doesn't want a, a big to do. If Matt McDonald dies, I'm going to put a picture of us up together in two seconds and then accuse him of being yeah. a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew you're the whole time get, I was too scared to say anything. But fucking you're going to get maximum energy from it. I hope you redirect all of the... All of the sorrow into hate. That would be good. That's actually fitting for, for my eulogy. Have them ready. All the sadness you becomes think actors anger. And famous people, like when somebody like Bob Saget, they take it, they're like, because they probably feel a little bit invincible in some way. You know what I mean? Like, I think they think they've lived mm-hmm. a charmed life and that, oh shit, that, that happened. You know what I mean? It's not like musicians or, or rappers and stuff. It almost seems more like musicians will die because everybody just thinks they're mm-hmm. drug users yeah. or lived hard or something like that. But like, actors and they you know it seems like people it, it, like you think john samos right now is like oh, oh fuck. shit i yeah, thought probably. i'm i thought i'm really yeah. good i'm really I'm, good looking i'm healthy yeah. but there's a division i believe with what you would call actors but actor actors probably yeah and then the comedian actors no so i think like mm-hmm. there's a d- divide in that a bit because actor actors like the stupid kind are they are so high ego like like that whatever way they are they probably really don't deal well with thoughts of their own death or whatever they probably yeah. don't whereas a lot of comedians like norm mcdonald's an actor but he was quite in touch right. you know what i mean yeah so there's a spectrum i guess of that but the real of the shallow actor type people i bet they do not contemplate their death often no, they're constantly trying to look young yeah. and have personal right. trainers and stay in shape and get their face done yeah. So, yeah, they don't want to die. They don't believe that they will, you know, like, yeah. or they don't, they don't come in contact with that thought. I don't think. No, there's some yeah. actors though. Like think about Matthew McConaughey. How cool would it be to hang out with him if he knew he had six months to live. Right. Don't you think he'd be cool? Yeah. He probably is in good touch with it. If he can do that yeah. true detective stuff, he was able to do that. Well, like, <laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, he's in touch with that. I yeah. guess. Um, I, I was li- listening to some podcast. It might have been Theo Vaughn's podcast, but Nick Swartzen's on there. He's talking about. Uh, oh, he's my neighbor. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Theo, yeah, he's yeah. in Nashville. Uh, he was talking about Norm, and he said that he kind of knew him and Norm were good friends, but, you know, he they don't, they saw each other whenever they saw each other, kind of like touring bands or whatever. And uh, he said he made, he, he talked, he called Norm, and Norm called him, and they were just talking or whatever. He said, Are you getting out of LA or whatever. And, and, uh, Nick Swartzen made a joke about, Oh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to, you know, people do residencies in Las Vegas. I'm actually going to go to Reno and do it. I'm going to do a Reno, uh, residency and just, I'm getting the hell out of, and Norm loved the idea and thought it was a good (laughs) idea. And he said that, you know, Norm had this like assistant that was his best, did everything for him, this lady or whatever. She's really great. You know, uh, you know, it was more like a friend that, you know, but, uh, she said that Norm was talking about it even in his last few days about he was going to move with Nick Swarson to Reno. Yeah, Nick was like, he was almost tearing up about it because he's like, you know, just that's oh how God. Norm he is. He's just, you know, yeah. he's just that that personality. I mean, I I really feel like it, it's, I mean, it feels exactly like when Chris Farley died where I was like, I don't get anything new from them ever again. And I thought they had yeah. so much left to give. Like I know Norm was older, yeah. but I mean, I just thought. I mean, there was. Uh, oh, yeah, he had yeah, a I lot mean, there more. would be so many oh, more yeah. amazing things that would come out of Norm, and now that's gone. That as it will not come back. 
the unique processor that Norm was, like that you know they is that like only that can find certain information out from its point yeah. of view. Yeah, and we that, have so many gone. few tr- few few tricksters in in comedy and in like in the spotlight as far as people who know every they know what's going on they know what the game is what the game is and they constantly are trying to subvert it because most of those people just get canceled now because people just like put them on one side or the other but it's very it's very rare you find someone like a norm mcdonald who can like ride the line and kind of just have that twinkle in his eye while he's pushing the boundary you know and like you want to cancel him but you can't he's sort of royalty like when royalty like that dies, it's it does feel like a huge loss because it's like it's, yeah. it's almost like people can't become that. Yeah, you now. have to be him to be able to pull off what he can pull off, even if you mm-hmm. had the insights, which not, right. nobody else is going to get the same insights he would. Even if a younger person or a person without that history or mm-hmm. cultural awareness of him, they wouldn't be able to pull off the same <clears throat> material, no. or even just tweets or whatever. Sure. Yeah, he was sort of uncancelable, and you have to have that through like you know, decades of public trust. I think there's and, something effect of that a little bit in the BC pod in that, like, I, I, I guess there's plenty of stuff that I've said and Toby said on air that is just completely unacceptable. And it's not like we're taking it down. <laughs> it down right? You know, True. Like you could just say, Oh, but Matt's on Matt's podcast. He said a bunch of homophobic stuff. Well, I imagine so it's still there. <laughs> I don't yeah. anymore, but if I took it down, that'd be worse. Wouldn't it? Yeah. So yeah. that means I can say that I can just say right now that I've said homophobic stuff before, probably on the air. So we, we can say I've something right now. So I can pull it off yeah. in some sense. I mean, you know, like just the <laughs> fact that that the, if you don't alter yourself and you've been there long enough, somehow that is its own. Like, well, that's at least consistent, you know. So you have yeah. to build that over time. That well, that's just what those people say and how they did, and they changed over time or whatever. Yeah, it's sort of becoming anti-fragile in a way. Like, yeah. yeah, you make mistakes, but you keep going, and then somehow you're more, in, in, you know, impervious to uh, attacks or whatever. I mean, you could just say, like, where I grew up was very homophobic and racist. So I'm sure, I mean, certainly I've done all those things a decent amount and participated, sure. so it exists. But I'm here now, so if that can be one continuous person, what what can you do about that? How long have you guys had this podcast? Since 2014. I mean, this wow. guy almost got its, you know, so who knows a, what we I mean, I don't, I'm not even recalling anything specific, but how could that not be the case? Like, there's no so, way the way I talked in 2014 wouldn't sound like absolutely stupid right now. Right. Appar- apparently, every, every cell in your body is recycled every uh, seven years. Mm-hmm. So every seven years, you're a completely different makeup of matter. So Matt didn't say it. <laughs> so you I didn't, didn't say it. it was it was the previous iteration of you. That's it's been eight bad. years. Yeah. And that's why it's like a bankruptcy. It just goes away. Yep. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not him. He was a hateful son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. Do y'all, do y'all remember that Matt Damon hate. thing? The Matt Damon thing a few months ago? <laughs> like just a few months ago, where he was talking about how not that long ago he was saying the F word or gay slur. Yeah. Yeah, he's from Boston, though. I know, normal Boston. Uh, Yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. But and you have to be really crazy to pretend like not, though. Of course he is. But but you also have to be dumb to say it. I guess I don't know, or to I don't know to say that in an interview. Yeah, yeah, now right, (laughs) very dumb. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> like imagine what him and Ben Affleck say in a closed door. Yeah, just or or, ha- or at least have that they don't need more. But like right. go back go back to before Goodwill Hunting and get a tape recording of them oh, talking. Oh I was like what <laughs> writing like, that nobody, movie together. Nobody yeah. on earth is dumb enough to think that that stuff they said wouldn't right. be. They well they wrote that movie. That's how they talk. Right. Yeah, but is <laughs> it that good that they've come this far, or is it like they still think that? But other people say, well, they still think it. They just don't say it now. No, nah. like, I guess that's the all you could say about it. Otherwise. Is it what are people supposed to do that grow up in homophobic racist environments? What that, shouldn't they change? You know, like and then can't they admit? Oh, they should, they, like, yeah, you should, that, that'd be the thing. You grew up around that stuff, and then like, you, you're what else to would change. you be? Yeah. Right? It's like uh, you know, re- reasonably. I mean, how would you not be that way when you're eight? If that's what you grew up in, and you grew up in Boston in the eighties or whatever, and you're eight, and that's what those people talk. How? What? <laughs> what do you oh, mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boston's got to be Boston. Probably, actually, it's got to be the most racist, homophobic I, I city think so. for sure. <laughs> it, Way yeah. more than anywhere in the Bible Belt. Yeah. Way I think more. So. I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe that probably just because the l- linguistic style, though. Really, right. like yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. cultural linguistic style that makes them reach for the harshest, crudest. Whereas in the South and all that, like, yeah, there's a lot of racism, uh, like tremendous amount, but it's not so crude. <laughs> You know, it's friendlier. It's friendlier. So. Yeah. I mean, they Not they say like harsh. Bas- like harsh. It's got a nice southern charm. Yeah. To the, the basketball players say that it's just like the worst things are said at like the Celtics games and stuff like that. Like it's, it's oh, just I brutal. Yeah. Uh, I just looked at it because I was trying to remember what it was. I remember reading something about Mark Wahlberg because he's from the Boston area. And the oh, first yeah. thing, oh, the first yeah. thing that I, I just typed in Mark Wahlberg. Rate I did R A C and immediately came up. Mark Wahlberg racist hate crimes the full list of actors racially motivated <laughs> attacks. <laughs> That's Mark Wahlberg. I yeah. mean, he almost beat somebody to death. Marky yeah, Mark did something like that. He he hit somebody or did something really terrible. In the 1980s, yeah. he was twice charged with race related hate crimes. In the 80s, <laughs> serving time in jail for one of the wow. attacks. Oh in 1986, the, this is from the Independent, uh, that a then 15-year-old Wahlberg and three friends were charged for chasing three black, black children and pelting them with rocks while yelling, kill the N-words, until Good an ambulance Lord. driver what? appeared. The, the oh next day, God. the next day, Wahlberg harassed another group of mostly black children around the age of nine or ten. Why is he going after the kids? <laughs> Good lord! It's bad enough, but it's racial. But the kids too. And he did. A, he threw rocks at them. Like I don't. I mean, it, wow. It's unbelievable. There's a uh, a really funny story uh, about Bo Jackson throwing rocks, and he could just throw them unbelievable. Like they like it, like they was they said in like elementary school or middle school, high school, whatever. Bo Jackson was a little bit of a bully. And he would just throw rocks just unreal hard at people. And just, I mean, it, but he could, like, it was shocking how hard he was throwing them and stuff like that. Just to be mean. Uh, I love Bo Jackson, by the way. But uh, he yeah, could throw a baseball was, like 105 miles an hour. Crazy. Insane. I mean, he's literally one of the greatest. That's, that's another thing that people don't understand either. Like, like, even the difference between me and my grandpa, like, we, I think we probably have talked about this before, maybe, but uh, like, we were. We really started having many black heroes. You know what I mean? 
Like, like you know, yeah. I know yeah. there was Muhammad Ali. Our generation. I mean, there was mean? Muhammad Ali yeah. and Hank Aaron, yeah. you know, b- b- before, and, and they kind of paved the way. But I mean, like, I mean, well, Hank Aaron got death threats, right? Though. Like, right. You know, but I mean, like, my, like our, like when I was a kid, I mean, Mike Tyson was a god. Mm-hmm. We're the first generation that King had King Griffey like, natively Jr. had. I mean, King Griffey Jr. Baseball, yeah. my, one of my all-time favorite video games. I mean, so it's good. unbelievable. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, Michael Jordan. I yeah, mean, well, no it, it was the it was it was like oh, I mean, for me, a lots of my heroes and the people that I wanted to be like or be were black. Me, yeah. For I sure. had two. I had two posters on my wall. You know, from like age seven to ten, and it, one was Michael Jordan, and one was Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah. And I grew up thinking being white is the right. dumbest no. race <laughs> because you're not good at sports. Right. You're not good at martial no. arts. You can't beat anybody. Like you suck. You're just a nerd. You go like that's like that was the culture growing up. Is like you don't like you want to be anything other than just a white. Oh, I know. I felt. Yeah, you know? uh, we had. I know. Yeah. I felt the exact same way because at the same time, I remember being young and the good basketball players were. Uh, I don't even know if y'all were McDonald. You might even remember this, but uh, Christian Leitner and Barbie Hurley from the Duke, yeah. and, like the two yeah. just nerdiest idiot white dudes, and that was the good. Yeah. It's like you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna emulate Larry right. Bird. You want to be like Larry right. Bird? No way. No way. I mean, you just uh, <laughs> you're picking. Yeah. Oh, you're picking magic or Jordan or oh, someone else. Totally. 100%. I mean, <laughs> like, like I pitched, you know, I pitched playing baseball growing up and like Greg Maddox was my pitching hero. Yeah. He's a fucking dork. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like a little, oh, he's a fucking dork. You look at the guy. It's ridiculous. I mean, so. When the Braves, when I really ran to them in that run in the nineties, I mean, Ron Gant was just unreal. Oh, you, I caught a Ron Gant home insane run. insane that you have that. Yeah, I, I, he was a hero of mine. I have his autograph and met him at a card show and waited in line and all that kind of thing. The thing that's wow. weird, and uh, the, the 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 thing that's really weird is just if you remember the way people looked at and really still look at interracial dating oh, and marriage, like that's still people really still don't like that, and that like that like that's kind of different than racism or something. But it's like the mixing is a whole nother level that people really don't like. I heard I, if you could look the stat up. It was something. There's something to that stat, like how many people. What is the actual rate of interracial, like marriage and stuff like that's like very extremely low, more than you think <laughs> it is. But I remember that just like every. I just really remember that being like you don't do that, like right. But it was like black people are fine, but you do not interracially date or marry. And they would say, they would always say, well, this should imagine it's, it's hard for those poor children. That's they what they say. always say. And I just still I never could understand what that meant. Christy's dad made that argument one but, time. What's the, <laughs> I mean, her little sister had a had like a crush at school that was a black kid or something, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you don't want to marry." And, and and we were like shocked because we were like, "Really? You feel this yeah, way?" He's like, "Well, like, yeah, because it's just hard for the kids. And the culture is different." I'm like, "That's the skin. Like, like they go to the same Christian school. Like the culture is the same." You yeah. know, um, and so Christy like went off on him because I have two little sisters who are adopted from Haiti and they're black. And she was like, so if like, w- like someone wanted to marry one of Matt's little sisters, you'd say, you'd say no, like grew up in Matt's family. What? Like yeah, what weird. year? It, it's just like, what year? Do, it's just old, like sort of traditional race. What year do y'all think right? that? Uh, Cause it was illegal across the country. And then Supreme court ruled that 
interracial marriage was legal. What year? Did, like recently. Year did, like it's us recently. What, what year do you think that was? Just take a guess. I, I mean, I want to say it's like in the 80s or 70s. No, or something, no, something. no. I would okay. say 1952. It takes a while for the laws to catch up. What do you up. say, Lunsford? <laughs> I'd say it's probably like sometime after Clarence Thomas got there. No, it's 1967, Loving versus Virginia. Oh. 67. That's Wait, really recent, though. Like in 65. I couldn't marry. You couldn't, I couldn't. Illegal. In certain, probably in certain states or something like that. That's, but I, I mean, yeah. that's. Oh, state ones. So it was okay. like to the states, right? Yeah. So if I was in Alabama, I couldn't marry a black girl in 1965. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, that, that seems makes sense to me, though. What do you mean? That I mean, I know you're saying that's real. I'm just saying, given the state of the times, given I'm the history, that, yeah, I'm, I'm not suggesting that. It's it's but it's suggestive that that's like beyond like there's the general racism, but then it's that plus your heart thing, like you're saying that her dad was like or whatever. It's like oh, totally good. I'm all good, but you know, yeah. like and then you give us bullshit yeah. parts, like yeah, but I mean the poor kids, like you're a good guy, but like yeah. you're being somehow kind like you get you have this out for saying right it's like it's it's gonna be hard on the it's gonna be hard on the kids why would you why would you set your kids up for failure like but mixed kids are way but like isn't that bet isn't like that better well now yeah now it is but it's way 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 better or at least is but it's it's always been the very the 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 worst (laughs) is as equal as having other kids you know what I mean? But like, I don't understand. Like, it's like the genetic diversity is a virtue. No, I mean that's what you're like. That's how it works. That's the point of. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's like the point of sex. Yeah. I mean, right. To it's the other yeah. stuff to get that you don't out have. of the gene pool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mac, when you brought that up, I thought Christy's dad was gonna be mad that you were Irish or something. Say, imagine no, how good. that'll it's be. Not that far off. Well, the funny thing is, is Christy and I's <laughs> gene pools were both Scottish predominantly. Oh, Scottish. Are very close. When we did our DNA for like twenty three and Me. It said our number one city from like ancestral city is both Glasgow. So like we were like looking at each other like w- we could be related, but we're yeah. not. So I, y'all's genetic diversity is lower. But if you have good it's qualities, a lot lower, those which are is, amplified like thoroughbred It explains horses. why my kids aren't that smart, too. <laughs> you got to go outside the ancestral pool, you know? I, I think, too, the interracial marriage is probably still the toughest between like whites and blacks because this is interesting in this uh chart here from pew research um asians and hispanics are the most likely to be intermarried now 29 percent of asians 27 percent of hispanics they'll uh, marry outside of their ethnicity race or ethnicity and then uh blacks are 18 percent and whites are 11 percent what I was going to say, I'd love to help the ratio of my second marriage. Maybe a Latina or <laughs> yeah. Japanese. Well, third maybe marriage, Japanese would be pretty your third cool. third marriage. Come on. You mean yeah. third marriage. No, <laughs> don't, 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 forget that marriage. Third, fourth. don't forget the first marriage. He <laughs> didn't count the he first one because of the The annulment. It was only a year and a half or two. It never <laughs> happened. The first one did not happen. It wasn't a marriage. It was it's annulled. It's a Jedi mind trick on marriage. It's like just trying it out. It was trying out marriage, not actually really all the way there. But the annulment is what's the function of annulment supposed to be? It's supposed to be to make it where it never existed. But for what under no, what it, conditions for, is it allowed uh, to get annulment? Assets, like what is that for? Assets, money, things like that. So, so you get married and you go, but hold up, yeah. let's pretend it's never. Can happened. you annul forever? Yeah. Like, could I annul yeah. right now? 
you got to find a judge that is favorable to the conditions. Like it, no, you, you would have a hard time because you share a bank account, you own a house, like you raise kids, you all, all these things are like, you you can't separate, but me and her, we didn't own a house. We didn't share bank accounts. You didn't love each other. (laughs) (laughs) What she had, it was some uh, loophole there that let y'all be able to get, even though there was a while. Yeah. And there was a, a covenant marriage thing in Arkansas and she found a judge that hated like a liberal fucking judge, you know, that hated covenant marriages. Oh, yeah. where you had to talk to a Christian to get divorced and shit. So. Oh, really? Wow. I mean, were, yeah. are, were, yeah. are you happier that it was annulled instead of a divorce? Does it matter to you, really? I guess it. Well, if it had been divorced, I probably could have got something out of it. Got some of her fucking paintings or something. You might could have actually gotten <laughs> yeah. some assets. So was she thinking that way yeah. too, though? You think like she wanted to keep her stuff? And her and, lawyer was. Yeah. God. For sure. You do you had did you have to have a lawyer too? I did, I just I uh what do you call I tapped out basically. You just Man. said whatever goes like just yeah. Hey I, yeah what what am I gonna do get a lawyer to what wow. get what yeah like try to yeah. fight for something. What am I gonna or? do? I work at a restaurant. I'm in a band. I remember that time. I mean, what year was that? I mean, I remember 2009. It. 2009. I remember being on the road. Right, the first time we were on the road. At- after you got your marriage annulled, because the previous time I was on the road with you was with you and your yeah, she came um, yeah. tour. somebody who never who was never your wife. Yeah, I, apparently <laughs> um, you brought y'all brought me out for one hundred and fifty dollars a week. Oh man, that's a lot. <laughs> it felt like good... I thought it was like I was like I ain't going out on the bus and right. you know what you know. And I got promoted by the end of the tour. That's right. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, did you were a tour job. manager you, at the you beginning. Were, you were but, what? Just coming out to No, I I worked my yeah, way yeah. up. <laughs> but you were reserved at like you came in with a person um, personality that wasn't you were in a funk, like you weren't yourself still the old self and you weren't this this new self that you would become shortly. <laughs> well, but, what is that? Well, what I, is I mean it's slightly self? so there was the Regular loves for before, like the happy go, you know, young person succeeding in his career um, at drums and making his dreams come true. You know, a lot of fun, <laughs> as I recall. And then you got married, and then when she, that person, well, legally you now have not been married, but at the time we thought you had gotten married, right? We were all <laughs> that was the time when, when we were in the delusion us, you that you had been, yeah. Where under the delusion that I was married, yeah, that, yeah in retrospect, because yeah. it was a non-marriage, but at the time it seemed to be a marriage, and that and she came on was on the bus, and that time was when you were actually like not, not even a person or yeah. somebody you'd want to be around. I was like, this is not that guy's Lunsford is gone. But then you fell on the hard times, and then then we brought you back, and it was like you were back, but you weren't. You were just still more reserved, and you weren't ta- you weren't vulnerable yet. That's what I'm saying. You weren't, yeah. You weren't vulnerable like you became pretty quickly. Maybe by the end of that tour, or by you know because the, and you weren't talking about the marriage or the annulment. Like even that was like you weren't talking. You weren't. I was in the embarrassment. I was in the yeah. embarrassment yeah. Uh, stage. Yeah. And then by the end, eventually, you started talking about, it, and then as soon as you started talking about it. We have the Lunsford that we know and love today that is completely, yeah. it's, it's all this bad stuff all the time. Like, there you go. That was, but you were fun before, but then the hard times, and then you finally got to where you, and it wasn't even that long of a time, but I mean, I remember that being kind of a switch. It was like, okay, 
now we can talk again. And he it's not that he's back because <laughs> he's different now, but this is pretty cool too. You know, the new, he, the, he the wasn't new you. he wasn't Doomer Lunsford before. Not as much, no. But like oh, you know, funny. you like you told us about uh, like that story where you went to the you. It was like you broke through once you started saying how shitty you look to your family like you went to that wedding and the the liquor bottle fell <laughs> yeah. out of you and everybody yeah, thought yeah. you were like what after you it? got divorced what and, happened remember I was, that? At, I was at my sister's wedding and it was a dry wedding but everybody there was drink everybody was drinking but i'm like the uh patriarch grandson right. of you, you know like the oldest grandchild on both sides of the family yeah. hey it was shortly after i got annulled yeah. and all this stuff <laughs> And so we were partying on the dance floor and everybody's sneaking off to the bathroom to pour a drink in their Coke or whatever. And we were partying on the dance floor and a massive bottle of Jack Daniels just fell out of my coat pocket <laughs> onto the floor, made a loud noise in between oh, no. songs. Like it was quiet. And my, my grandma was like five, <laughs> 10 feet away and saw it like all the, uh, it was just so embarrassing. Oh, God, they just felt so, they probably felt sad and bad for you too, right? Like, they felt, but nobody else stepped up to like, help you. Oh, hey, we're all, we're all partying right. here. It looked like it was I was literally like the out guy. of out of 150 Christians. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody just away. understood. Yeah. <laughs> he's not, he's not walking with the Lord. My sister was drunk. My brother-in-law was drunk. Everybody, the wedding party was hammered. But that is so took, I, took, I took the fall for everyone. Good God. That's funny. But then things improved. Here you, we you are. You broke your femur after that. <laughs> that, was six, that was six months later. Good God. Lunsford's get wow. injured. Like Cassie broke her arm real bad. I mean. I don't I mean, really get injured. That was an act of God. Well, it happened. So Cat. Cassie's family goes to the ER more than anybody I've ever heard of in my entire life. It's <laughs> insane. Oh, shit. Um, Matt, we forgot to do our list of things that we have to tell people. Well, we didn't forget if we're remembering now. Didn't well, we? one of the things that uh, we didn't forget is people should join the BC Club. If you're listening to this podcast, you can join the BC Club. Uh, you get two bonus episodes, and we talk about a lot of stuff, uh, some good stuff. So if you need some podcasts to listen to this one. Not only do you get these episodes, these main episodes for free, but if you want to support the podcast, and like what you listen to, join the BC club, you go to the BC club.com to join. Um, this one's cool, Matt. You want to tell about the beloved hometown show? It was, uh, the furnace fest It's the show. Uh, we released it in the furnace fest community group, furnace fest community group on mm-hmm. Facebook, which you can join. It's, you know, just go over there and log in. Uh, it's on YouTube. Yeah, and now, now it's on it's YouTube. On the, it's on, a YouTube that's labeled no YouTube, so it's hard to find, but it'll get there. You can yeah, link, you can now watch the full show on the Labeled Universe YouTube page. Uh, somebody said there's a link. Oh, there's, the link will be in the bio of this episode, so check that out. Um, Beloved also donated a merch design to help raise money for the next community capture because they're going to be doing more of these, and it's going to be really cool. And, I mean, it was great. The Beloved show sounded and looked amazing, and now it sounds even better over on YouTube. That was like streaming live. So now that it's on YouTube. It's a 4K version on yeah. YouTube. It's pretty cool. Um, you can also go to knucklebreakers.co to pre-order the exclusive beloved merch, which looks really good. I mean, the merch, I actually love I should probably go order one. Maybe I, maybe I know somebody. Matt, you know anybody? Get me one for free, maybe. Um, yep. Oh, this is a big one because uh, you have to order quickly. 
We're doing, again, another round of custom songs for Valentine's. It's usually Christmas and Valentine's are our big times for doing those. Um, we just got a – Devin sent it today. It was really kind of sweet. Um, I had I wrote this song um, for this wedding, um, and they, they wrote us and said uh, – said, hey, uh, You got a testimonial? Yeah, it's a testimonial. It says, hey, my brother recently had you guys commission a song for my wedding – I just wanted to tell you guys that the song was beautiful and incredibly well done. It makes me cry every time I listen to it. Thank you for giving me and my wife such an amazing song to call our own. So when we first listened to it, I told my brother that it sounded like Emery. And then my head was spinning when he said, it is Emery. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So uh, we uh, we can since Valentine's is coming quickly, we can only do so many. So there's a really limited supply. Um, so you had to, Where's you that? Had to order your emorymusic.com to get your custom Valentine song today. Quantity is limited, like I said. And then, of course, the number one thing that you need to do, the New Year's here. And what is more fun than fun sex? You know what I'm saying? No, I don't yeah, think fuck yeah. I, anything is more fun. I mean, now that we've been to Water well, slide, now, maybe. I'm talking about marriagesupply.com. Jet ski? I'm talking about, Jet I'm, ski? No, I'm talking about marriagesupply.com, but now I'm kind of thinking annulledsupply.com <laughs> if there were, I mean why wouldn't I at least white label that right and make white an annulled yep. supply.com because I mean once you get annulled you still I mean you probably want to have sex and you want to have fun sex you want to have you you need your dildos your, your cock rings your vibrators your lubes your best market would be a 37 year old divorced woman for sure might be Divorce, Divorce supply, supply, annulled supply. Divorce supply. Yeah. yeah. Annulment, pre-annulment supply, marriage supply, divorce yeah. supply. I was watching the Alabama-Georgia game, and I bet on it. And I've really been betting a lot, and I really enjoy it. And then Lunsford always tries to get me to bet more, right? And I realized something. Sure. And I think this is true for I think this is true for Lunsford and McDonald. I think that y'all like to basically kind of like go big or go home and you want like i think y'all would enjoy betting but only like mm-hmm. if you won a lot or lost a lot like the actual yeah they go high but, stakes but, i mean relative I mean, high I, stakes, that, which makes me know. think i don't even know if you necessarily like the betting it's just that that function gives you the ability to have a story or so or like you know oh my god i did this and you know like you love that like me betting ten dollars and winning seventy dollars is the is just boring and stupid to y'all, right? Like, but I think that means I actually like betting. I actually <laughs> like betting, like the like the whole process of like I listen to podcasts about betting. Like I I try to find ed, an edge here and there and all stuff. But but that I don't think that interests y'all. Like you would like to go like you would like uh, obviously if we went to a casino, you would want to know the rules and you would be uh, you know uh, adept at doing all that. But you don't care about playing to continue playing it's not about that it, think of it this way toby are you an adrenaline junkie no no, no. not at all do you you like to do massive thrills no but you yes. know with reckless in reckless no, ways. I, no no i don't okay so it's really less about the technical or how much they like baseball or how much they're sure that the big six is going to hit on craps. You know, it's a, right. they're chasing something a little different that you don't like the feeling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't say it's adrenaline for me as much as it is uh, about being a part. Like, I spend my money on experiences. So if yeah. the experience is crazy, I'm willing to spend a lot more money. Like, if it's a novel experience and it's high risk and no one's done it yet that I know, 
and I'm the first to do it. I'll you don't think adrenaline is related to that experience? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't think that that molecule is called adrenaline specifically? That is yeah, to me, but to, but to me, gambling is boring because it's like everyone knows gambling stories, and there's gambling addicts, right. and people lose big all the time, and it's just like it's just like that's such a basic way to lose your money. I'd rather lose my money in like a way that's like no one's heard of yet. So at least I have a story <laughs> moving forward. Yeah. It's adrenaline and dopamine combo, right? Yeah. Like, Toby, yeah. you know, Toby might have more of the serotonin bias. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I need the, I, I need little hits of, of serotonin, right? A little, little dopamine hits. I mean, like just, just, well, but, I, but, they're, but do, not dopamine's too much. activity, motivation and, and serotonin's feel safe and good and warm. Ah, uh, okay. So, so, and then adrenaline is like almost pain, but like, create like a, a real rush the difference rush. is if i had a hundred million dollars i would do insane bets right if toby had a hundred million dollars he'd do the i do five dollar bets yeah. he is right yeah. now yeah yeah you're right the, the the number doesn't change your like risk aversion it's all the same <laughs> it doesn't matter at all I, I just like it's fun like i like trying to figure out it's the same way as me standing in the uh, food court at the mall. I like trying to think about all the options and then God, I fucking and hate try that. to pick the right one. And and I might be wrong. Yeah. Oftentimes I'm wrong, more more wrong than I'm right. But when I hit that right one and it was it was a low cost, I was like, yeah, hell yeah. And that's just awesome. You know who has the exact same uh, profile as those two in those matters is Sprinkle. Oh, same. yeah. It's time to – like if it's time to spend money – there's not an agony to no. it that you and I yeah, have. I have the like, agony. There's not an agony to using money to accomplish or get what what you know what I mean. Like there's no barrier. If you can pay money to get that, they'll do it. Right. Yeah. Like like Lunsford buying the food he wants for supper or making a bet. Like it's for some reason, and they they don't feel guilty because twenty dollars. <laughs> Right, no. they don't. They don't have that guilt associated to the. It's party not even worth money. it to bet twenty. Like Lunsford, I got him yeah. betting, and he immediately lost four hundred dollars. <laughs> and I, I felt that. I was like, oh no! I lost four hundred dollars during the playoffs that the Braves won the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> I was so bad at betting that I was like, I can't bet on the Braves because I don't think they can do this. And if I had them, on the Braves, would, yeah. You would have won. Yeah, but I just kept betting on all this other shit. Now, Toby, what was the bet? I w- you're trying to get me to bet on somebody's marriage a couple weeks ago, like five thousand dollars or something. Five thousand like dollars on somebody's marriage, or a, th- a thousand. Uh, Who was it? Maybe Chris Lott. Maybe Chris Lott. Yeah, yeah. And I, tr- I legitimately tried to take yeah, you up. You on. Well, I didn't know you. I, I didn't know. I mean, I would bet. I mean, the odds have to be. Well, what is it? Thirty percent of people get divorced now. Is it not? It's not fifty percent anymore, is it? It's it's close to fifty. I mean, so yeah, it's just that less less people are getting married. So I'm gonna try and look it up. Um, but anyway, but one thing that is different, or probably similar for all four of us, is um, I wrote it. This is another thing. If you join the BC Club, uh, I do a goods email. It's called the Goods, and I just write a little something. And, do a little bit of damn news and some funny sports funny gambling stuff. tips are in, but in there. I bet I, no, my my post this week was about betting on yourself this this year because I was like this Ooh. is the time no matter what that it is 
the best odds ever to bet on yourself because you, no one no oh, one has sure. anything to lose. There is no yeah, like like I, I tried totally to make the agree. point. I was like, "Well, you worried about going into it. debt? <laughs> you yeah, worried about yeah. what? You might lose something, or your your life right. could be in danger, <laughs> or your reputation ruined? <laughs> like, yeah, what right. do you have yeah. to lose? The uh, this is the number one time that in any of our history, the, uh, no one, uh, be, uh, any of us, been alive to bet on yourself and take a real chance. You know, because you what do you yeah. lose? Your happiness." <laughs> I mean, there isn't. There's nothing to lose. It's all there's, gone. There's no what you're what you're saying is there's no security. Right. There's nothing now. Yeah. You don't, yeah. You, therefore, yeah. yeah. You know, the the right. calculus should change. There, it's not like therefore, it's, take take bigger risks because yes, you're you're insecure already. Right. It's not like deciding not to go to college in 1993. Yeah. Anymore. Right. It's not like that. It's uh, I'm going to start a new this or I'm going to leave my job. I mean, you know, more and more people once they realize what isn't secure. Maybe there's a right. You know, a I remember late available. 1990s, early 2000s. I think his name was Doug, the lead screamer of Hope's Fall, quit the band when he graduated college because he got a job making like fifty thousand dollars a year or something. And I was like, oh man, he did that, but probably couldn't turn that down as his host, you know. But <laughs> but I mean, now what? Are you gonna take fifty thousand dollar job? Oh man, now I'll be secure. I'll be safe. I'll have insurance. I mean, just it doesn't even Hold matter. On. That's me. I'm very depressed now that you said that 20 you years ago, the guy yourself. quit a band for that. You can bet on yourself right now. I have. I joined the crypto sex point cult. Oh, that's true. That, <laughs> he did. You, that's your betting on yourself. Yeah, I guess it's kind of bet on yourself, too. That's why I'm surprised. Uh, I don't know if you even how we could even broach what the fuck this is. The temple. But we joined a cult. I, I was in, <laughs> and we very paid, impressed. We paid to join it. <laughs> I was very impressed, Matt. I know you're kind of it's like you're kind of the hedge fund manager mm-hmm. for a conglomerate that is yep. Emory. I'm yep. assuming. Yeah. I was very surprised at the and I, I won't say I'll keep our cards not shown at the amount that you went in. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was too. Knowing knowing you and knowing uh, how you invest? We went in thousands well, he knew, of dollars. He knew how much we went. I went in, and you went in. I feel uh, still good about it, but I, yeah. but but I feel good about it in that it's learning. So that can we tell people what we're else, talking about? Yeah, we, sure, sure, sure. It's the name of it is called Temple, and it's a Dow. It's pump a, the bag, pump uh, the bag. Let's and go. It's, it's like and Buddhism the, now. <laughs> no, it's a DAO, like a decentralized autonomous organization that has its own treasury and financial thing and runs like a crypto hedge fund or whatever. McDonald can explain it more, but it's a it was built on a through a metaverse game with these puzzles that you had to solve and it's very complicated basically rituals. It's all Illuminati like themed and has a lot of spiritual language embedded in it. And the design of it was so complicated and artistic and valued. It was to me, you know, indicated less likelihood of a scam as I started to pay attention to the way. But it was literally made by like seven year olds. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's pretty Aren't mysterious. They, you know? they are young. I think I one, mean, one, one guy is young. I think one yeah. guy's 18. One guy's 18. Yeah, and we were like, yeah, and so it, so to even be able to put money in, it was extremely difficult. So that there's a gating mechanism there, and I hadn't been able to even get into crypto or buy anything on Bitcoin through the Cash App, but this one intri- <laughs> was intriguing enough that I knew that the high bar for it and the 
how fascinating all things were would be a great chance to learn to like learn this so win or lose you know it's a journey that i decide to go on and gain an education from doing so and so if i lose x amount of thousand of dollars okay oh god i mean maybe but but i don't feel that that you know so that's betting on myself that's not stupid that it might work (laughs) and that i will learn a lot even if i lose some that's still educational in the way so then get the fact that they were doing it and you and Devin would go and i could pull some of our crypto yeah. out to do that that it felt like man if we can this is a great yeah just think of it as a college class that you paid for. it's pay it's pay to learn stuff that's yeah. how i see it too yeah. it's like I, I i could try to read as much as i can but i can't actually learn anything until i, I do skin in the game and right. i actually yeah and i actually learn a lot more if i put more skin in the game it's just how it works right I'm like, how is my investment doing? Well, I have to figure out what the protocol mechanics are. I have to figure out compared to other DAOs. And like you said it right, yep. it is it is a uh, it is like a crypto hedge fund, but in in the sense that like in traditional finance, you give your money to this hedge fund and you trust that they'll manage it correctly. But in in uh, in crypto, uh, they do it in a decentralized way. So everybody gets together, they pool their money into a treasury. And then the idea is that everyone votes on what that treasury invests in for the return. And then there's all these incentives built into the protocol that can't be scammed. Like you are going to earn this amount of percent on your yield on your investment because it's all built into smart contracts that can't be gamed. The, no, the one thing that could happen, and we were scared about it at the beginning, was that it was a rug or a rug pull where basically the devs set the whole thing up and they have a back door and then they just pull everyone's money out. And then we're left with nothing, which hasn't happened. So we've sort of like, as far as like right now, we've overcome that first risk hump of like getting rugged. And so now it's like, because that does happen. Yeah, wasn't there one? It happens like, there was a lot. one recent, like, what was it called? Start with a J or something like that. I'll look it up. Um, everybody's really Anubis. Maybe. Uh, there was a couple. I, I heard of one from China or something like that. Uh, that might sound racist, but. I thought it no, was there's, China. <laughs> I mean, it's worldwide, right? So, like anybody can set, anybody can fork the code of like Olympus DAO, which is like a very successful, um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, protocol, and they can fork that code and start a new DAO based on that code because the code is sort of like the law that governs it. So people trust that code. They put their money into it. They get their returns. They try to get in early. But the so behavior bigger returns. Is the is yes. how it's gamed is the, the but, yes. early put in people just, just real quick from CoinDesk.com. Right. DeFi right. rug pull scams pulled in two point eight billion dollars this year. Rug yeah. pulls accounted for thirty seven percent of all scam uh, revenue this year. Right. Is, it, to just is it illegal or is it just like what what is it? it? Right. I mean, it's it's technically fraud, but there's no regulations really. Like, there, there's no way. Number one, it's anonymous. Um, to track these people down would be impossible right. often because uh, basically all you have is wallets. They're so smart. Yeah. These people like are the smart. idea, yeah. Oh, yeah. like there's lawyers, there's the big, the biggest rug pull is lawyers uh, being hired or claiming to be able to claw back your money from a rug pull. Like that's yeah. a rug pull. Lawyers <laughs> are not going to get <laughs> any money for you. They're just never going to find it. So that's the risk you take in this wild west but uh but like like matt said the entrance was so elaborate and they put so much thought into it that that was kind of the test is like if they care this much about making like a very consistent and continuous experience from like 
from like starting to uh, staking, um, then it's a high chance that they're, uh, you know, they have integrity. That and they it's were legitimate. believers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, it's, it's like if you went into the studio, you know, if you've recorded a bunch of bands and you see that bands, like the guys in the bands, don't care about the music, and you're like, they don't care. They're like tracking. It's like. <laughs> I guess I had to put these notes in the computer so I can be on stage and have chicks look at me. Like you can tell when the work done by that attitude versus somebody caring about every detail of a thing. And so when you can tell that every detail is cared for in something, either you're, you know, dumb and naive, which can happen to, you know, it can happen to me too. If somebody's, if somebody's gaming you to make, give that illusion or not is the thing you're trying to decide. Like, do right. they really care or not? Because they are smarter than me, and of course, everybody knows more than me. Because I don't, admittedly, don't know. So you're just, you're just, you're surfing this behavioral, this art behavioral thing to decide if they, how much they believe and how much detail and care. That's what gives me not the confidence yeah. or like trust them. It's just the clues. Like this might be a good bet, and then to to go big on it is just now I just, I can watch that line with for entertainment. It's like all of a sudden, like you see all those stupid lines and charts, but now I can watch this line and it's like, you know, it's like, it feels good to look at the line, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a narrative. Like it's like good things happen and then bad things happen, but good things happen in the future. And then there's the discord where the chatter's going and you can kind of like feel it. You don't have to like read everything, but you start to, you just start to calibrate. And then all of a sudden you're in a, you, you're in something like it's an experience that's, happening with a community while we're all, yeah. it's something so is, it, like is that in the pull of it is community is supposed to like bit like bitcoin's down right now like it's down to 42 mm-hmm. and it was up to 69 or seven, whatever it was is it like mm-hmm. is it is the idea that since everybody's going in together there's a little bit more is this that that stable coin or the stability of it yeah well you just you know it feels good to do things with people and like all know the same stuff because then you don't have to explain everything you just yeah but I know, can you yeah, make I as know, much money as is, is it as volatile as bitcoin like, I, no one would be shocked if bitcoin jumped to sixty thousand dollars tomorrow i mean 20, it's all I mean, volatile but i mean, I mean that's is, just is part is of the Dow able to jump that high too like could this it depends on the protocol mechanics like some DAOs have like a hundred thousand apy super volatile um temple DAO doesn't is is supposed to be a stable it has all these mechanisms to make it it's price stable so it's not going to go up as fast as like even like a Bitcoin could, but yeah, um, but the rewards to not shoot up or down if possible, right? Right, which which gave me confidence in it that it wasn't like a quick cash right. grab, because a lot of these DAOs they're like they promise all this stuff and then they can't actually pay it out and then everyone just pulls their money and then you get the simplest run. way would be a scam like let's just say an individual that had high trust and everybody trusted them and they decided I want to screw everybody they could get a bunch of people to invest in just any coin that they made up or whatever and it would go super high and then that person could take all those people's money away by just cashing out or something and that would be a simple like it wouldn't take it wouldn't be hard you wouldn't have to do any work to do that you would just be violating trust otherwise and so all those cryptos out there it's just oh this one's going up this one's going down you're not attached to a story you're not attached to who it is and all that stuff so it's easier to be for that stuff to be scammed so really just like anything else humans need a story so they've, create, right. they've done all this work to put it into a narrative so that it, all these people can know what's going on with it together, which gives it essentially a form of checks and balances. Or like if McDonald, like you just, everybody can say whatever they want in the discord and it's like, oh, this person's saying it's a scam, but you can tell that person's an idiot. So that means yeah. something. That's an information yeah. clue right. that you can then I, read, you know. And I thrive in the chaos of like a social dynamic 
when it comes to like marketing and copy and language and like communicating. Like I, I don't understand the protocol mechanics. I understand a little bit enough to talk about it. Um, there's but like you can big tell brain. Who's stupid, and then I can tell who's smart way. and who's stupid. <laughs> like that's, I mean, that's been that's been my life. That's just our lives. I think in general as DIY people, it's like you kind of need to know a little bit about a lot, and you need to be able to step back and see the big picture. You can't get too focused on like the little stuff. Um, and you, and you kind of, I don't know, there's like an energy when you do things in a group. Like I remember when we first did, we first got into the temple Dow thing, um, and watching that, how that unfolded, it, it reminded me of our first Kickstarter in, in 2011. Yes. Very much like Kickstarter. Totally. Where it was like, it was like, we're all coming together to create something. Um, and it's also like the, the birth of a community. Um, but it's also cutting out middlemen. It's like no longer are we going to give our money to like the whales of the world to to manipulate the market that, and and you know pull the rug out. Like we're going to pool it here so that we can all like uh, choose to di- diversify the treasury in this many ways. We can put our trust in the people that we want to trust, put our money behind those people instead of just like trusting the open market. There's something about that that's like I don't know. It's it, it feels like you're taking. Even if you're not, it just feels like you're taking more control of the situation. And and Kickstarter was that for our bands. It was like, oh, we don't need to take a bank loan from a record label to make an album. We can do that as a community. You know, if right. we get two thousand people together, we can make a record. And you can um, fail, but you're all going to try together, and that is true. And, like that part right. is true, at least. Right. You know. And then and then with Temple Dow, it's like we can get you know four four or five thousand people together, and we can make our own retirement account yeah essentially That's I, you know? I like i like that mac is like a little leader of its own like we're all kind of following mac like you know what i mean we depend on mac oh, yeah. to feed us information yeah and like he knows and, he knows a lot more than us but only lets us yeah. know what we need to know as we need to know yeah well he's letting me know about some things i wish he hadn't let me know about <laughs> but i'm not mad about it i'm glad i got to experience it and he's he's up it's front pay about to learn. It. I know it is, but then yeah. well, I got a bone to pick. Some of the things you don't let us know about are the things that end up doing really well. I just so don't I, know. You just I want to know, know about all of it. The <laughs> NFT space is really hit or miss, and uh, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Yeah, I mean, I, I make I, my I own missed, decisions. I missed harder <laughs> on the ones I told you to go for than you did. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, no, but the temple thing is interesting because Mac yeah. Mac did all this work for two days ahead of us, and he really figured some shit out. And he he has been rewarded for that. He's ahead of the curve a little bit. Right. He's behind the curve of some of the even smarter people. How do you even find it? He's though? ahead I mean, of all. I mean, like, how would you even? How did you go about finding this stuff? You're just in Discord groups, and then you hear stuff. No, I'm, I'm, I follow people on Twitter who are in the cryptocurrency space. <coughs> Excuse me. I am trying to mute myself. Can you tell your COVID to yeah. shut the fuck I up? Both mats have COVID. <laughs> My Omicron was, uh, was totally fine. And now it's, now I'm coughing again. I'm acting up. So sorry. Um, uh, no, I just follow people on Twitter and there's people that I know, like that can read code and write solidity and like, and if they're talking about something like a protocol, I can kind of trust that they've um, audited the code. And, and so I can trust that it's not a rug. 
you know, so I'll follow them into stuff that they are doing. Not bit Lord. I don't follow that stuff, but the analytic dashboards to me are just the best because the, they're, the way that it's open source blockchain, the, once you get the feel of what that means compared to looking at traditional finance statements and stuff, it's like, wait a second. Like you can know, like, and then the smart people are creating the dashboards and then mm-hmm. that's their style, what metrics they follow. And then you go, well, why are they including? And then you get all these curiosities and you can just follow, like you see what a wallet does. You can see what it does and it's all right there. Nobody, like you can see it happening in real time. Everything is public. Yeah, and these brilliant people, uh, their data analyst and visualization people, that's where the talent is. They're making these great, great dashboards, and it's like, yeah. oh, I, I can follow it. So e-. it's not like I know all the terms even, but I can tell there's something about it that I can detect that is pure and real, and that they care, and that it means something, and it's pretty easy to decode for for me at least to figure out what's what's critical there and i like analytics anyway like if i can get data sets put to me just the right way i feel like i feel like i can feel it yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. once that and it's like wow that guy's so cool he made this dashboard and that's the way he visualized this is like it's abuse beautiful it's beautiful there's no other way to put it and you know that he knows it's beautiful and then you're appreciating this beautiful data together well that's the thing too it's a public and sharing and it's just it's just too cool yeah, I'm not the smartest guy in any Discord or any Discord channel ever, but I know when I'm around smart people. Like, I'll, I'll, you know, even listening to crypto podcasts, when you listen to like cryptographers, like proof experts, data scientists from like Harvard and Yale that are all working in this, you're like, wow, it feels like all the smartest people in the world are working on this. And if the designers are too, I mean, that means yeah. something. That means then, something. That it's just attracting all the talent. and. So shouldn't you do some level of trying to figure out what's going on here? Because (laughs) the technology is getting built and you can participate in some small way in the future by just uh, cluing in. Like there's two crypto uh, way to put it is there's two crypto music things that are out there that like dead mouse is involved in, for instance. And it's like, he's not, he's really smart and he really knows what he's doing and the stuff that is coming out of those things that looks super slick and it works immediately and it's all this public. It's like, well, you can't argue with that. That's not like, yeah, you can't argue with that. Like that is happening. You see it and you, and you better know something mm-hmm. because it, you, you can feel that the talent is there. Like it's yeah. hap- it happens fast. And so then it's like, why are all these people going? The, all, if the talent goes there, I don't know what else to say. I just feel like it's yeah. just already past me, though. Well, like I the temple, like, the stuff y'all are talking about. When you say protocols, <laughs> I just go, I can't. I need. I, I but you're in it, Kobe. Y'all, you're in like, it. Like I can't. I need to do like old fashioned ways of making money. Like I should start a strip club or something, or <laughs> you know what I mean. Like the way that people used to make money. That, I can still do that. I don't know if I can do this stuff. Like I mean, I don't even know if I followed somebody. I follow a lot of people on Twitter. I don't understand what the hell they're talking about. I just go, okay. But but that's the good thing about what you're doing, Toby. You you're in it with Matt and Devin and yeah. you don't have to have it. But I think it's really funny that like this temple thing, I was, it, Matt was like, I think I'll go in and me and Devin were like, ah, oh, let's just all go in. And then but we could have done that with anything. Like Bitcoin. We could have why didn't we do that together with Bitcoin or you know, like a 
or or a, a 401k or, or just in like 2013 oh, I don't know what, you know yeah, just yeah. So, something like i don't i don't know it's just it's just it's just so wild it's exploratory well, it's not about it feels too it's over- not about getting paid well, or something here's, here's it's what I'll say not about even it. about it, that it, i don't it know how to me say out it because there's so much I'm not there's so much the that money, how do you know really? even what is close to being right like people are uh, i was uh, i was thinking well i was thinking about the med- about sports books. i was thinking like, about how the metaverse and there's just going to be a bunch of different universes, though. How do you know? Like Snoop Dogg is starting his own metaverse, and you can buy property in there. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. Ozzy's yeah, got I'm, an NFT collection coming so, out. Bridget told me about it. So if that doesn't mean yeah. something, then I mean, no, Ozzy, but it might mean I, something. I How do you know it doesn't mean anything? It might mean nothing. That's what I'm saying. Like, but no, mm-hmm. no, no, it definitely doesn't mean know. nothing. I mean, I put put it this way: in 1994, I had an Ozzy. Pl- uh, Car, memorabilia card with Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne? Okay. Yes, because that Ozzy understands that stuff. Do you know what I mean? He understands being an icon and what well, it means. Somebody around him. He's not does. trying to like get paid. <laughs> well, Sharon, I mean, Ozzy's Sharon always. Does. I'm just saying, Ozzy understands being the icon of Ozzy and what it's always yeah. meant. And he's doing an NFT, but not because he needs more money or something. He understands that it's something that you should do if you could put your. If you can do that. So he, you know what he I mean? He's connecting, he's connecting to zoomers, man. It's like it, if people want to build a community around crypto and he's doing that with his own crypto bats, NFTs right There's now, no he's going to build it. That that it's a discord. Work. It's going to be metaverse. It's going to be, they're going to be playing some crypto bat game and it'll be all focused around Aussie. Yeah. And I mean, so he, it's, he, it's he brilliant. Fest. Like yeah. he knows he's not, he's not no, no, scamming no, but anybody. My, but my point would be, do you know what yeah. I mean? And to have, if you had the original issue, Aussie bat NFT, you have to be crazy to think they won't be worth more yes, later. Yes, they'll be worth more later. I get it. But there's also going to be the Snoop Dogg one, and then the Rock one, and then the Ryan Reynolds one, and then... Those all work in the same cards. way. That, Every but, baseball player has one that's ever lived. I'm saying most likely the better thing would be some 18-year-olds out there right now, and whatever he's making or she's making is going to be worth even more and more valuable to the world and everything. So what I'm saying is like Ozzy's bat thing is about just Aussie world. If you like Aussie, so that's just yeah. paying paying money to as a fan to support the artist that you like or something. But well, you got to start. No, you just you collect gotta, it, make a bunch of money I, I just, on if you want to. Somebody I mean, will pay a bunch of money, money and make some money, good, but, but most won't. But it's going to well, be it's going it. it, to eventually get you tickets to Oz Fest or anything sure. Aussie's related to. It's going to be there's going to be a game in the metaverse where these tokens have utility. You can stake them. You can yield farm. You can do a bunch of stuff. So like. And then it'll be cross NFT stuff. So like Ozzy can partner up with other people and then you can stake or, you know, have your bat feet, you know, your crypto bat that's Ozzy's feet on a crypto bunny that someone else's. And it creates this third thing and it's all on the blockchain, you know? So like it's the opportunity is endless. The, the, the main thing is, is that they're creating a community in the metaverse, whereas they're realizing that web two and just having a Facebook page isn't enough. Um, or, or before that, having a right. fan club, um, you know, like these things are iterations of continuing, you know, marketing yourself to new generations and the people that are good at that throughout are, are, are getting into NFTs and metaverse stuff now. But like with they're, people they're just doing it property early. in that like, earth, yeah, like, in there, is it what earth two or whatever it's called? It's called, oh, sandbox. That's, that's Snoop Dogg's one. He has a thing on sandbox. Yeah. He has like a but property a, there. Yeah. I mean that won't be the only one though right like one no there's there's other there's other metaverses yeah 
But um, so I'll be standing over here with my Aussie like bat. Nobody else will be in the one that is just awesome. And I'll be like, well, I got my Aussie bat. Well, you can well, go. Not if I blow all my money on an Aussie you can bat. Be an, you can be. I chose Aussie. wrong. Some of them will well, be free though. Some of them will be free. Sure. Like Facebook. You can sell your. You can sell your. You can sell your Aussie bat for a for a ten x to super Aussie fans. And go buy your uh, plot of land and sandbox so you can go to a concert at Snoop Dogg's house. Do whatever you want. That's the thing. It's an open it's world, right? Yeah. So as long as you as long as you're investing in something that's going to have yeah. value long term, you can always sell that thing and go somewhere else. I mean, most you know? NFTs are, are going to be worth zero, sure. like most baseball cards. Like almost all baseball yeah, right. cards, trash them if you see them, except for the ones that you want to have. And if you like, like anything else, you you have some sense of what might be good. Yeah. You know, right. like the rookie card of the guy from you know high school star going straight to the NBA's rookie card. Good guess. If you, I mean, if you yeah. have a chance to get one early, you should. So I have a pudgy penguin NFT that I bought in August when I was on the road. I was just on my phone, and somebody on Twitter was like, "Hey, I like these penguins." And so I looked at the floor pro- floor price of the penguins, and it was about one hundred and fifty dollars. Ah. So I bought I bought this penguin that I liked. It, I was like, "It's cute penguin, whatever." Well, the floor went to like three ETH, like ten thousand dollars at the time. And I was getting offers on my penguin for ten thousand dollars, but I was like, I like my penguin, so I'm just not going to sell it. <laughs> but it's it's great. It's this asset that actually can get me into this group online where they're going to be doing stuff with the penguins. They're going to have this fishing game or whatever. I don't even know. I'm not even plugged in the community that much, but just having that uh, is like having a little bit of power or a little bit of right. real estate in right. the metaverse. Um, and it was only 150 bucks to me. So I don't care. It's like, I could turn around for 10,000 if I needed to, or right now I'm getting offers for like four or 5,000 bucks worth on it. But it's like, I'd rather just hold it for the fun of like seeing what's what would it have to hit for you to sell? you know? Well, the more it goes up, the less like you'd want to sell it. It'd be like, if you own the yeah, if it was a million I, dollars, so it's, like, oh, well, okay. you'd be crazy to sell it. Cause it might go to 10 so million if it goes to one. It's, it's pudgy penguin uh, number twenty twenty one, and I I bought it uh, in part because uh, the year was twenty twenty one, and that's when the pudgy penguins were all minted on the blockchain. So I was like, I got number twenty twenty one. So I put it up, like I listed it just so I could get some bids, like so people could see it was on the market for twenty point two one ETH, which is around I don't know sixty thousand dollars right now. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, if someone wanted to buy it, it off for me 60. for sixty thousand. They could get it. It's on. It's it's listed currently. Yeah, right. No one will. But like, if they wanted to, they uh, they could give me twenty ETH for it. Well, there's gonna be some rich people that don't know what they're doing, and they're like, oh, I'll get that pudgy penguin or something one day. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so maybe. Field, I mean, yeah, uh, bored apes. I oh, mean, yeah, yeah the board the bored apes are insane. They they're they're going for millions. Um, and it's ridiculous. That community always just. They lose their apes every day. They send their seed phrase to somebody and, <laughs> and then they get robbed. They're, they're non-crypto native. That's the thing about NFT people. They don't understand how a blockchain works or how Etherscan works or any of this stuff. So they're non-crypto native. They don't have very good OPSEC and they they don't secure their assets well and they lose them. So like every day, another oh. board ape gets robbed and it's like $200,000, $300,000 floor for a how board ape right happen, now. Though? How, how do you get robbed on crypto? I'd like to know. Well, in someone e- so- someone DMs you on Discord. Hey, um, if you want to passphrase, click this click this link, and then the link is like, oh, you have to sync up your board eight to uh, this to get this. Okay. In- enter your seed phrase, Fishing. and, <laughs> and Sorry, they fish that- it from them. 
And the board that's, apes are just the same giving as the old people that's a virus on your computer. Wall. We'll pay you under. Pay but that's funny. Right yeah. I, I know that's so crazy because in my mind, I know I'm not <laughs> stupid enough to do that. So I'm trying to figure out who is stupid enough to do that. <laughs> it doesn't. No, it does. You can, You are stupid enough to Thank fall victim yes. to anybody smarter than you Jeez. at any time well, that targets you. That I is know, always going to be true. No matter what, it's the I'll same with AI. It's like we'll just keep it in. A, it. <laughs> what the, no, that's what they say about I, AI people. They say, "Well, we build an AI, but we wouldn't give it internet access. We'd keep it locked right. in like one computer. If this, if it was self, or whatever. And it's like it would talk you into letting it out in zero seconds. Right. Like it would take, yeah. it would take right. almost no time for it to convince so, you to let it yeah. out or, or make. What's a mistake happening or is 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 some crypto native, you know, sixteen year old in Russia is is fishing non crypto native. 35-year-old NFT holders of Bored Apes Yacht Club. Yeah, it's targeted um, at certain. Every single day. And they're just targeting these people who just don't understand. Just like Nigerian. I mean, you know, yeah. you fall victim to anything you've never seen before. Like, what else can you do? Yeah, true. So at least choose it. So go to but temples. It's, like, you can but, be empowered. You can make a choice. And you can lose or win. But but, at least but with it. the with the Bored Apes, it, it happens every single day and it <laughs> keeps happening. So like they, they've become a meme as just like the dumbest community on, on of, of any NFT because they just keep getting robbed and they don't learn from it. They're not like getting better at it. They just keep, it's like every day there's a new tweet. I lost all my apes over, oh, you know, $1.5 million worth gone from oh, my wallet. Oh, please, oh, please open C freeze the freeze the wallet or oh something they have no idea how things work it's like this is no one's there's no customer service for the blockchain oh it's decentralized God. like if you yeah, send transactions get somebody on the phone Go, it's, it's gone it's gone buddy <laughs> and that's it's, it. it's literally like just a million dollars just gone <laughs> yeah nothing you can do it's hilarious. Dude. Except for those same people then go pay out of their pocket to get lawyers that are scamming them too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To they would too. Oh they'd, they'd pay God. some lawyer to try to get it back and not get it back. Yeah. So, uh, with, with yeah. Wild Temple, West, baby. is there a chance that we will get millions of dollars that could be stolen? <laughs> or- uh, well, yeah. I mean, we could, we could get, we could still, there could be still a bank run on it. You never know what's going to happen. I have a lot of faith in the team. To deliver, I mean, we're already farm. We already have a uh, hundred million of the treasury is farming, um, and it's made uh, in like the last three or four days. It's made two hundred thousand dollars in farming rewards. So, um, and that's yeah. just like the beginning. Like as far like even like so, I have a feeling that the team's going to come through with some really cool ideas to uh, grow the treasury and uh, and so that our rewards can keep coming. Um, and then the price will go up. People will buy. They'll see that it's a good buy, and the price will What's go up. What's the other big DAO that That's what people I made money on that other one? Olympus? Olympus was the one that uh, did. Really Olympus well. was the big one. It's it's hurting right now because all those all those Olympus whales rolled into uh, Redacted DAO, which is uh, Butterfly is their token. And that one is, you know, there's this one guy that likes Temple. He's tweeted about it. And he's also tweeted his wallet. So I've saved his wallet. I'm watching his wallet. He has $92 million Good in his wallet right God. now. <laughs> and you can see everything he ever has di- done or does. Yeah. You can just watch because you, you know. In that, the, wallet? In, in that wallet? Address. Yeah. yeah. In that it's, one it's wallet. It's all public. That's what's so crazy. He, you can just had, look at it had, all. Yeah, he had 500000 from some other stuff he was doing. He, he bought into Olympus Dow and he grew that 500000 uh into a bunch and then rolled that into butterfly. And so now he has about like 60 million in butterfly and like 20, 30 million in uh, Olympus. Um, 
and he and just, can it's just, just copy like a, his moves and leave the zeros off and say, yeah. well, I trust that guy. You can, can he get that, that money, though? It's up to you. It, or would he not? Would he leave it in crypto? He wouldn't try to make that into USD or whatever country money he's in, right? <laughs> he's one of these high-conviction holders. I'm sure he's got yeah. plenty to live off of that he's cashed out. But, but he's just, just like, one wallet, right? Who knows what is... No, he yeah, he wants another comma. Like that's what these guys oh, want. Dog. They want an extra oh. comma. Three comma club Shit. is what they want. <laughs> it's just a game of of, of numbers. It's yeah, like it's a high score. I saw something exactly. the other day you know. that uh, is a short little tiny doc on. I think it's probably on Facebook or something. And I was like, okay, this is the best e- explanation in the physical world of what a NFT or the blockchain is. You uh, y'all probably have heard about it, but you know in Saudi Arabia. Uh, the most expensive, best thing that you can get is the lowest number license plate. Did y'all know that? Yeah. So, oh, really? The, the no. lowest. So, is this super rich guy? He's in in Saudi Arabia, and he first he was only able to get like sixty six, the number sixty six, and he paid a shitload of money for it. And he kept working and finding, doing deals and stuff, and got <laughs> all the way. He got to I think five, and he said, he said, but he's that is on a like a Rolls Royce or some kind of unbelievable he's like and the and the documentarian yep. said uh what was more expensive the Rolls Royce or that guy? he's like oh the the license plate the license license plate was like nine million dollars <laughs> and, and he said holy shit and, and what's crazy flex, is he man. said no one can ever get one because that's the king of Saudi Arabia has <laughs> the <laughs> he has one so there's somebody that has two it might be his son or something like that but he got all the way to five and it's like a status yeah. I was like oh the license plate is just a license plate, but it's worth that much money for the status yeah. symbol, and that this, that that that's what. Right? So there you go. Everything's right. worth what, you'll what pay people for. pay and for. It. And that and that's your bull thesis for NFTs. I mean, everything is just a flex. And if we're going into the digital world more and more and more, people are right. going to want to flex in the digital world. They're going to want to flex if you're in the metaverse. St- stupid, you will certainly lose money. Right? Like, there's no doubt about it. It doesn't mean you, you could, can just go get free money. If you're no, dumb, I, I you will lose it. <laughs> I mean, I was stupid, and I and I had $150 worth of ETH, and I bought a penguin. I mean, you can get lucky yeah, you can with get these lucky, projects. But, right. you know, I'm just saying, overall, you'll have to figure stuff out. There'll be people that succeed and right. don't. But well, even if you, but but I'm with you in the sense that even if you don't succeed, at least you're learning. At least you're like getting a wallet, setting it up figuring it out, going and, and like connecting your wallet to different web three apps on the yep. internet yep. and learn and learning a bit about what the future and what your kids are going to grow up in. Cause that's really what it's about. And like, yeah, you might lose some money if you make some stupid plays, that's fine. But like it, the education I think is priceless because long-term this is going to be like, these funds are where our retirement's going to be in. It's where we're, our yeah. investments are going to be. Um, I just, I just feel like it's going to be the future. So you might as well, you know, spend some to to learn now than like lose out on all I the. I have upside. a couple wallets. I have a trust yep. wallet and I have a uh, MetaMask. Those are the big ones, aren't they? The MetaMask, all you, MetaMask, all you oh, need. Shit. Maybe get a Kepler. I'll, I'll talk to you guys about Cosmos Chain after. <laughs> it's new, new L one. I have no idea oh, what boy. that means. All right, I have to go watch <laughs> the end of the uh, Georgia Alabama game. I have uh, ten dollars right. on it. <laughs> All right.